eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it's Podcast Monday. It's a gloomy, disgusting, gray day. We call it a summer Monday down in Bradley Beach. Al's going to take his shirt off and go walk around with his nipples. What's going on, man? Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that today, Jerry. It's a cold and a rainy again. I feel like it's always cold and rainy. <laughs> yeah, well, it has been the last... Right? Uh, well, mm, let's see. World? Yesterday was not nice. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't nice. It got uh, crappy late. Today stinks. Friday and last stunk. Monday, when I did my, I do my food shopping, I had to do it in the rain as well. That's I had right. To get back and forth. Because I suggested that you wait until Tuesday to do it, yeah. and you said you were going to, and then you went anyway. Yeah, because I really, I don't, I, I time out my meals so that I have to, go, I have to go on Monday. Didn't have enough breakfast cookies to get through. Yeah, like breakfast cookies, uh, bananas. You know, bananas go bad quickly. How many do you buy when you go? Three. A banana? Yeah. No, I buy for the week. So you do so, get seven, so you try and get them yeah, relatively it's, not ripe? It's a weird balance because I look for like one or two that are more ripe because uh, I, I would rather have my bananas brown than green. Oh, I wouldn't. So I will go for ones that look like by tomorrow there's going to be at least one that's edible. Hmm. Okay. And then, you know, by the by next, like, by the, by the following week, Monday, it's, mm, you know, it's a brown situation. A little mealy. little mealy. Well, you know what those are good for, those smoothies? Smoothies, banana cream pies. Yeah, because you're making those every week. <laughs> I'm not making smoothies either. No. I'm shoving bananas right down I my throat. I would think you'd be a smoothie guy. <laughs> yeah, you would think. I don't know why. It just seems like... Don't a say lot a lot work. of work. You have nothing to do. I know, but it's just it's like I, I don't want to. I used to have. A, I used to make smoothies and uh, like just washing the uh, smoothie maker thing. You just get the Nutribullet. It's tiny. Yeah, I don't know. Clearly, I don't know, Jerry. All right. Uh, I went out to some restaurants this weekend, and I'm having a hard time trying to figure out. Like, I'm very sympathetic to the rest restaurant industry. Yeah, me too. Which is why I'm going out to restaurants, but I'm. I'm finding that restaurants are having a hard time servicing even their 25% customers now, and I can't figure out what's going on. Now, is that because they're short-staffed? Like a friend of mine has a restaurant, 
and he is really struggling with his weight service because yeah. his good ones have still not come back to work. But what, what and they're doing what? Uh, they're still collecting unemployment, albeit not as much as it was. They're still getting money, and they are trying to collect unemployment, and they want to go to work, and he's not allowing that. Like, if you're going to come back to work, come back to work. And so he's end up with new people, and yeah. he's struggling with it. So I don't know if that's the case in a lot of places. I just yeah. know in this one particular restaurant, it's been an issue for him. So I went into a barbecue place that was previously they had outdoor dining, and then they have like two tables inside. So we went in there on Saturday night. Dinner and, at four? Uh, no, it was like a like legitimate like a like a seven thirty dinner. Even with that few tables, you went that time. I figured that'd be all the reason to go early. Yeah. So we go in there. The tables are wide open. There's two tables in there. Two so tables and they're wide open. Yeah. Well, they also have had outdoor dining, but it was cold. Right. So I go out there. I go in there and they're and they're like, uh, you order here. And then someone will bring it to your table. I said, okay. And I said, may I ask why? Because I found that uh, at another restaurant for lunch that you order and they bring it to your table. But they don't have a waitress or waiters. But someone, like, these are places that previously would take your order at the table. Right. They're now having you order and then they bring it to you. So you order when you walk in? Yeah. So I said to the guy. Wow. I said, you know, another restaurant did this as well. May I ask what the theory is behind it? He goes, less interaction between people. It's healthier. I said, oh, okay. And then I sat down. I go, wait a minute. If if there was regular waitress service, I would sit down and interact with one waiter or waitress. Now I'm interacting with the guy behind the counter and someone who was a runner and not a waiter or waitress. Right. And then they still want a a tip. tips. Yeah. For waiter and waitress service, which you're not giving me. The other place I went to, I, I thought theirs was a workaround, that they were having it so that I you order takeout from them and then you can eat at their outdoor dining. Right, sure. And they said, no, absolutely nobody can use the bathroom. And I thought that must be their way around not letting people use the bathroom. Because if you're a restaurant, you have to have a bathroom available. Right, that's true. But this place is a takeout. If you want to eat here, you can, but you can't use a bathroom because... We're not a restaurant. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And as the weather gets crappy, it's really going to be a struggle because we've talked about what Red Bank has done, and it looks outstanding. And you can have those heaters all you want. When it's 26 degrees and breezy out. Jerry, it was 55 degrees I wasn't going to sit outside. So I don't know what they're going to do. I said to, uh, I guess it was Friday, I said on the show, that I see a couple of the outdoor pods have gone up on Broom Street. Yeah. Now they were down tonight when I or this morning when I came into work. I saw it Friday. I'm like, what the hell? I'm not sitting that in that thing to go out to dinner. Right. You may as well just go sit in your home. Right. So I felt I, I do. I feel badly for them. I don't know what the answer is, if there is an answer at this point, other than, you know, capping your restaurants at 30, 40%, but even then you're making enough money to survive. Well, yeah, we're still at twenty five percent here. I thought New Jersey was fifty now. No, the, he he shot it down last minute. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, yeah, I was so not it's aware. Still twenty five percent, which is nothing. I mean, you know, this is nothing. You're right. If you have a capacity of one hundred and fifty people, now you're all of a sudden you're talking about forty. I mean, <laughs> and then tough. the other thing that's happening with these places is so. Then yesterday, we Gina and I went to IHOP. 
because they had indoor seating, and I knew the IHOP near Gina is it's huge. So I right. thought, okay, there's plenty of seating even at twenty five percent. In these situations, you cannot, as a as a group of people, or as a restaurant, allow a table of ten because it throws off the entire. You know, like the restaurant staffed for twenty five percent. Right. Sure. When you let a table of ten come in. It throws off the whole flow yeah. of the kitchen because there's not enough people in the kitchen. The waitstaff, there's not enough people at the waitstaff. And yet, if you're the it's restaurant, do you really want to turn aside exactly. that big bill? Right. You can't turn aside 10 people, right? No, I very thought difficult. about that as well. Yeah. And that's when the uh, the, the woman uh, laughed at me when I asked for almond milk, which you'll hear later. Right. Yeah. I it's. I don't. I, again, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if you live in Florida, you live in the Carolinas, you live in a nice warm climate, you can get through. This yeah. is a problem. And you, we thought we saw a lot of places close, you know, early summer. Right. I mean, good luck. Good luck. It's, it's tough. And then, and then I'm at Topgolf. I guess we went on uh, Thursday night for my son's birthday. And we figured last minute, let's do something because we thought he was going to go out with friends. They didn't. So we said, all right, well, instead of just going out to dinner, we did that. And Topgolf is interesting the way they do it. So you have to wear your mask in, and you have to wear your... You've been there, right? Uh, I only, only was to the one oh, in Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. All right. Well, you didn't see it really in action with people there because they gave us our own floor. <laughs> right. But remember the area that we had, the table and the chairs? Yes. Okay. So what they've done is you got to wear your mask to that area. Once you get there with your party, you can take your mask off, and you can just play, and then they have these drop-down plastic partitions that completely divide your area with the guy next to you. And it's interesting because then you get a waiter and a waitress, and they're fully staffed. Yeah, and they come over and they they have they they have their masks on, and then you just have your normal dinner. It's almost like the best place to go eat. Right. The problem is it costs a fortune because the golf costs so much money. Right. Yeah, it is very pricey to go there. It is not cheap. That is sure. It's a blast, but it goes so fast, and it's expensive. But it's also the most normal dining experience I've had. Yeah. Since all this has started. Mm. Now, have you put in your vote yet, Jerry? No. Uh, I did it over the weekend. We went to one of those drop boxes. Yeah. Not a mailbox, but like the in Belmar we did it at the municipal building. Right. Gina made me take a photo of her voting like. <laughs> okay. Insane. So it was funny because it was just the two of us when we went, you know, because you're just dropping something off. It takes no time. So right. she's like, can you get a photo of me? And I took a picture, and she goes, did you get a video? I go, no, I took a photo. She goes, oh, I really wanted a video. Another guy was, single younger guy, was walking up with his vote, and he goes, could one of you take a picture? And I, and I thought he was serious. He was just busting balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. I see some places people are waiting in line hours to vote. Me, I just walked right up, put the thing, like. And done. See ya. It's weird how yeah. it's all different no matter where you are, your ballot or depending is, on where you are. Your ballot's probably found its way somewhere in the Shark River at this point. <laughs> <laughs> do not throw my ballot in the shark river it needs to be counted <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah and i'm now just starting to see especially on instagram where there's most people post photos and i guess facebook too yeah these people that were hardcore don't leave the house or you're going to kill grandma or you know uh don't see your friends don't dine out now i'm seeing people those same people are now mask-free, visiting friends, family, going really? on vacation. Yeah, it's funny. Because they were so hardcore yelling at me all these times. No now, kidding. here they are. Yeah. 
I wonder what changed for them. I don't know. You know what? I feel like I've been incredibly consistent. Yes. We, we have not done anything inside. We have 100% we have gotten together with friends, but it has always been outdoors. Right. Like even, um, even for us, so I played cards a couple of weeks ago, and it was chilly, but we played outside, and I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Um, we had a... There was a we, something happened over the weekend, so we couldn't go to a party that we were supposed to go to. But my younger son did go, so we went to pick him up Saturday night at about eight. We probably got there about eight thirty. It was entirely outside. They had the fire things going, and so you know if you were either near one of those, they had fire pits or a bunch of them. So no one was really clumped together, but it was outside, and you weren't really allowed in. Um, that to me has been fine, I, but. The idea that some people went all hardcore with, you know, don't see anyone, don't do anything, and now you're telling me it's the complete opposite. That's right. that's troubling. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's funny to see those people that were hardcore fighting me on everything now going to see family, friends, restaurants. Do you bring it up to them? Um, or is it not worth the fight? I do it more subtly. Like, I'll post it, be like, oh, it's good to see people in, the people who previously were afraid to leave their houses now going out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Uh, and then yesterday when I was walking the dog, Jerry, I found a, a debit card. Okay, what'd you buy? Well, I didn't buy anything with it. I did look on Facebook for the person, and I think I found him. Okay. And I uh, messaged him, but I haven't heard back. Guess he doesn't really want the debit card. Well, I think what the problem is with Facebook, if you're not friends... Your messages, someone he would have to go like look for messages from people he's not friends with, and I don't know how often people do that. Is that I don't know Facebook. Yeah, mess, I don't it's very do strange. It. The messenger is very strange. Okay, like I'll get messages sometimes from listeners that's like three weeks old, and, I'm, and they just it's just pops up like, oh, you have some messages from people you don't know. And I was wow. like, why don't you tell me about this three weeks ago? And I got it. Yeah, instead of looking like you're rude and not caring or responding. Yeah, because I want to. I want. I want. The guy to respond, so I could say, "You're welcome." You want to be a hero, a hero, right? Again. again, again with the hero Once thing. Again. You found a debit card. You didn't do anything. This is the second one, by the way, I found since I moved here. Is that where you got the uh, the new oven from? <laughs> the first <laughs> I did one, not just run it through I his charge not. <laughs> and not as a debit. <laughs> run it through his credit, please. <laughs> you know, if you find a debit card, you could definitely call restaurants and order food. Probably. They do no. They do no check with that stuff. I don't know that they do. And why? What is the point? I, this is an interesting one. All right. What is the point of the signature at this point? Yeah. No. Right. This guy's card has no signature on it. I don't have a signature on any of mine either. But yeah, it's like when any time you run your cards, like they come over and you got to sign. Why? They got the money already. They ran the credit card. It's processed. I could put an X on the signature line. It doesn't. Right. You can't read my signature. No one's checking. But I'm saying, like, even on the backs of credit cards, remember how you used to sign it's a the waste credit of cards? time. Yeah, no one's. Most no of the time, they're looks. not signed. No, not at all. And especially now, I mean, you can even run credit at regular stores. No one looks at the back of it. They don't ask. No, they no don't. one cares. I don't know. That's one of those things we should do away with. Signing a credit cards. I agree. Yeah, it's it's whatever it is. Let's do thumbprints. No, I don't want I to love do a good thumbprint. No, thank you. It's too tech. I'm good. Okay. I'll pass, as Mike would say. Pass. I'll pass. I'll pass. Exactly. And then finally, Jerry, I have to return a coat that I got for my dog. It's too big for her, so I'm going to have to return it. You that bought today. your dog a coat? Winter coat. Burlington? They've got the deals, you know. Uh, well, this I ordered from L.L. Bean. Oh, my and it's, God. It's just it's too large for her. I wish I could go back in time, like five years, <laughs> and tell you... Yeah. That you are not going to be in the studio, someone right. who believes that we should all be here all the time, I believed, yes. 
And I'm not giving you the circumstances, just that you are going to have no interest in coming to work in the studio, right. that you are going to be a dog owner buying your dog winter coats. Yes. I would love to know what Al then would think of Al now. You'd think he was a fool. Yeah, I think he a would. Damn fool. I think he would. Just a damn fool, Jerry. That is really funny. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where we are in life. Enjoy your return, Al. Thank you, Jerry. We will do the warm-up program next. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow. There's a big Monday night game, Rams-Bears. That's it, by the way. Yeah. Like, that is it. When's the next World Series game? Tuesday? Tomorrow. Okay. And so, then wow, if they we really win, have... we'll have nothing Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We have a bad Thursday night game. I mean, think about it. We are barren until NBA and NHL pick up in January. We're back to, uh, like, pre when coronavirus had canceled all sports. It's not that bad because we got the NBA draft coming up. You've got oh, free yes. agency coming up. And there is football to talk about every day. But, yes, in terms of every night games, no. no that we, means uh, the warm-up show should shine, Jerry, with no pesky sports to get in the way. I think the warm-up show has shined, and we don't do much sports except on Monday anyway. Yeah, Mondays you have to do the sports. Right, and I think we do. But then the yes. rest of the week we don't. Not likely. We'll no. touch on. We'll touch on Rams Bears. Exactly. Well, yeah. Touch on it and then move on quickly. Hopefully, something weird happens in it. We could discuss. It might. You never know. All right, I gotta All right. go. All right, Jerry. We'll see you tomorrow. So- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests. No calls. And no real content. All right, here we go. That is not true. It's a Monday morning. It's a football Monday morning. I am in New York City. Al Duke's down the Jersey Shore where he remains until this mess clears itself up. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I will be back when there are zero cases of COVID in America. When that day is done, I will make my triumphant return to the studios. Well, until no one's going to care, so I don't know if it be triumphant. Until We've got Jerry- used to you there. Until then, Jerry, I'm going to try to keep America safe. I don't want to spread the virus myself. You don't have the virus. Going in and getting kind. I'm sure everything in New York has the virus on it. So there, I don't. I don't want to touch anything. Eddie, do you have the virus? Uh, not to not to my knowledge. Right. Exactly. Not to your knowledge. You could be asymptomatic and be a carrier. Actually, I was tested Friday, so I'm good. What if you came in contact this morning when you walked in New York City? This is what I mean. I didn't it's come into contact never, with anything. It's never safe. We're never too safe. I feel safe. Lock it down. Let's keep it locked down and keep me home. I will tell you, usually a lot of things that happen, um, like personally, are not good. Yeah. I would like to at least acknowledge the fact that I did not bet on the Jets yesterday because something going on in my life that uh, prohibited me from doing that. Mm -hmm. How'd that go for you? Well, I also forgot to put my Did you really? $100 bet in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the time I got home, kickoff had just kicked off, so it wouldn't let me bet it. We saved 200 bucks. We did, because <laughs> the freaking Jets covered <laughs> and ruined I, my parlays. Um, well, I was actually watching, because I felt bad. I figured you would have lost. 
and I'm sitting there saying, let him score. Let him score. I wanted you to win the bet. Thank you. At the end. And and then they sack Allen. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be another field goal. you got to be kidding me. Right. Pretty funny. Lots of field goals for the Bills yesterday. The Jets uh, lost again. Although It's funny. It kind of felt like a win because they covered. It felt, You know what it felt like, too? The first half felt like an NFL football game. <laughs> yes. And then the second Somewhat. half was just atrocious. And, you know, they, they the Jets have this uh, huge spread uh, next week for when they play the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's like 21 and a half right now or something. It's something 20-something. And it's in Kansas City, right? It is in Kansas City. But, yeah. like, the Chiefs yesterday, they, they took Mahomes out of the game, so... Your backdoor cover? Uh, no, I just feel like that. Yeah, yeah, I do feel like the Jets can backdoor cover that one. You feel like they're going to take their foot off the gas at some yes, point. I, I don't do. disagree with you. But here's the question, though: Are the Chiefs not capable of scoring 45 points in the first half? They are. And are they? Is the Jet offense capable of putting up more than 10 or 15 points? Because no. I, I don't know that they are. That's true. That's a good point. So, like the 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 Chiefs could just cover in the first half. And then when you bring in the, the backup quarterback, I can't even remember who it was, Damon Heward or so. What are these types of guys? Let me see. Chiefs backup quarterback. Because I put the game on. I had the Chiefs game on yesterday just because it was in the snow in Denver. It was kind of cool looking. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, the Red Zone channel went away from it for a little while. Then they came back, and Patrick Mahomes wasn't quarterback. And I was like, oh, my gosh, did this guy get hurt? Could you imagine? Like Andy not. Dalton almost got killed. Uh, he was almost killed, yes. Uh, backup quarter, Chad Henney, that's who it was for the Chiefs. Chad Henney came in. But then when a guy like Chad Henney comes in, who doesn't ever get to play, maybe he's going to want to put up points against the Jets. If he's capable. I mean, it depends. I mean, the guys are backups for a reason usually. and even if they they're... stink. No, no, I'm not going to say that. But they get so little reps in practice that I think even if they come into the game, for the most part, it's going to take them a while to get going. Yeah. So I don't know that I would expect a lot from the Kansas City offense if, in fact, Mahomes comes out of the game up, let's say, four touchdowns. Then the other thing I think about, like, pulling your quarterback who you don't want your quarterback to get hurt in a game that's a blowout. Right. But also, when you start looking at statistics historically, if you're if guys are leaving games because they're, they're so good, their records are going to be lower than what they even well, could have been even more. Not really. I like mean, Patrick Mahomes mi- missed a whole bunch of yardage yesterday by not playing that uh, part of that game. He, yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't necessarily believe that him not playing a quarter or however long it was, you're talking about a kid that you hope is going to have a 20-year career. Yes. Is that fair to say after we see what Brady's doing? Fair. If he even wants to play that long, he could probably play for 17 to 20 years if he wants. Right. We're talking about a quarter here or a quarter there. Not a big right. deal. And you know what he's going to be measured on at the end of the day? Super Bowl wins. Right. And MVPs. And did you see, how about the stat I saw yesterday? I think I saw it on the crawl. I'm sure Eddie can help me if you didn't see it. Did you see that Drew Brees became the first quarterback with 7,000 completions? 7,000 completions? Let me Google I'm almost here. certain yeah. I saw that, which seems like such an absurd amount. But then again, if you think about what the game is, guys are throwing the ball 50 times a game. So if you complete 35 passes a game, yeah, you could complete 500 passes in a season. Well, then, I did see that Tom Brady passed him for touchdown passes. Right. I don't see anything here about Drew Brees um, throwing 7,000 passes. Well, it wasn't in one game. Oh, it wasn't yesterday. You're saying career? <laughs> it was for Drew career. Drew Brees stats. Let me, let me check pro football reference, Jerry. You could do that. 
I'm That's telling you, it was on the I crawl. Do. I've never. Yeah, I, you see this on a crawl. You yeah, here it is. I don't know how you didn't find this. It comes oh, up yeah, first. Wow. Uh, during Sunday's game, Bree, uh, Breeze became the first NFL quarterback in history to complete 7,000 passes. Wow. That's incredible if you how think about, about that? that. And you know what? Someone will pass it with the way the rules are in the league. And right. they're not going to change because offense, offense, offense. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's a remarkable number when I think back to when we were kids. And if a quarterback went 17 for 23, he had a great game. Now that's a first half. And in some cases, it could be a first quarter. I would say, Drew, do you remember all 7,000 passes? Which one completed? was your favorite? Yeah, of the 7,000. He probably has a favorite because it was probably one that was like, you know, we won a Super That's Bowl fair. or something. That's fair. Then you'd have to ask him for completion number 3,114. Speak to that, if you would. <laughs> Thoughts. Thoughts. So what was the coverage like on last completion 3,000? Right, when you were in San Diego. <laughs> when you first completed that first uh, pass, did you think there would be 6,999 more of them to come in your career? Pretty wild. Yeah, so Drew I thought that Brees. was actually a pretty cool step. That is a good stat, Jerry. Don't know how I missed that. I would. I, I like to look. I read the crawl when it goes by. I like to see what's going on. Yeah, I'm so surprised because I, I saw it often. I did see it a lot. You saw it early and often. I did. I did well, early, but I saw it at some point during the day, and I saw it many times over. Did you uh, happen to see any difference, Jerry, between the Jets' play calling now that uh, Dowell Logans... Logans. Kenny Logans? Yes, his brother, cousin. Brother Dowell. His cousin. Dowell Logans was calling the Jets' plays. Was there? No. Did you see it open up a little bit more? No. You know what I saw? This is what's funny to me. This is what I saw in the first half. I saw guys blocking. I saw a running back hitting the hole. And I saw them making, and I saw a quarterback that made throws. In the second half, I saw a quarterback running for his life, had no time to throw, and when he did, made bad throws, and they couldn't run the ball. That's right. what I saw. I, and and here's what I also saw in the first half: I saw a defense that played out of its mind. And while they still played well in the second half, inside, let's say once Buffalo got to the thirty yard line, they really clamped down, and I thought they played really well. Unfortunately, Buffalo was already in scoring range when that happened. But they turned them over in the first half. They, I thought they got all over Allen in the first half. What I saw was Buffalo played a better second half than the Jets did. But in terms of play calling, I mean, you can call whatever you want. If the quarterback has literally a second to throw the ball, whatever. And he did make some bad throws. I'm not going to say he didn't. When he had opportunities, he didn't exactly come through. But, no, I, didn't, I did not see much of a difference. I really not didn't. Mu- okay, not much of a difference there. Not, not me. I mean, not what I saw. Like I said, I saw a team execute better in the first half and in the second half. Holy Are moly. you saying they have a problem with the offensive line, Jerry? I would say in the second half they did, yes. Yes. Uh, in the second half they absolutely did, at least from what I watched. Now, I like to, at this uh, in this part of the program, let people know that are just waking up, just getting in their cars, uh, wiping the sleep from their eyes, so what happened in the Sunday night game. Because that one, they went to bed knowing all what happened in the NFL games during the day. But the one at night, sometimes, Jerry, it ends a little later for people. Right. But the Cardinals did beat the Seahawks, which I like to see. I don't like Seattle. I, I don't, don't know either. why. Not I a just big think fan. they're mm, kind of punks. I don't know why. I don't have a, any reason to back that up. I'll tell you why. From the Legion of Boom from years ago. Yes. Because Russell Wilson's about as good a guy as you probably want to root for. But too good to the point but where I don't eh. want to root for him. Okay. Too nice. All right. You want a little chip on his shoulder? Yes. Got it. But too much of a chip, Legion of Boom, no good. Anyway, Jerry, my new team is the Cardinals anyway. So uh, they uh, won in overtime 
The Cardinals twice, Jerry, came back from down 13 points. I like right? the fact that, that um, the Cardinals kicker iced his own kicker. He iced his own kicker. And after he made it, then missed it. <laughs> so he missed the kick in overtime. He did. And then so, made a kick in overtime. Well, he made, right, he made the kick. But unfortunately, the kick didn't count because Cliff Kingsbury called timeout because he was concerned about, I think, the play clock running out. Okay. So iced Then he missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Seahawks got the ball, and then you got the interception, and then he made the, the, uh, the game winner. 37-34, a thriller. A thriller in Manila, yes. A exactly. thriller in Manila. We were supposed to get uh, Buccaneers Raiders, but they turned that into an uh, uh, afternoon game. And this turned into a better game. Not that I saw two seconds of it, but... I watched. Uh, I saw a lot of the Raiders Bucks on the Red Zone channel, which was I don't know. I, I Tampa looks good, and I see Gronk now getting involved. Yes, Gronk getting involved. Yes, he was. You know what's amazing about Gronk? How many guys? And this goes to his strength and his size. I don't know. You know, I know you watch Red Zone a lot. Um, if you watched games yesterday, there were. I mean, at least I can think of a handful of plays where the quarterback led the receiver and, you know, the receiver had the ball and got hit right as the ball was coming to him or right after. And I would, all of them that I can think of dropped the ball. Fair enough, I get it. You know, the receiver just gets lit up. Gronk is so damn strong. Before he gets the touchdown pass, Brady hits him, and the defender clocks him. And he just gets up, drops the ball, I'm good to go. Here we go. It's a completion. Like, there's not even a doubt that he's going to hold on to it. Right. The guy was a pro wrestler, Jerry, at one point. That's how big of a man he is. Well, he has grips and he has uh What was that phony hands. what was that phony title he had? He's he, he had really like the twenty four seven championship yeah, I mean, where at any moment, like right now, I could I heard I could Weird attack. Al Yankovic had that uh that title. Weird once. Al had it. He he was a big time wrestler for not a, a real while. wrestler, sorry. Not a real wrestler. Big time football player though, but not a real wrestler. Now prior to the game, this is this was not a sore loser move. So this 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 happened before the game was even played. Uh, John Gruden was quote livid that the Raiders had to play this game, and it didn't get postponed till a Monday or Tuesday. I wanted it to be postponed. Yeah, I really wanted it to be postponed until tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, tonight would have been great. The doubleheader would have been yes, would have been awesome, especially with no baseball. You just have I don't know why. You know how you have the Seahawks. I have the. I can't watch the Bears. The Bear. I don't care that they're Boring. five and one. They bore me. So Boring. it's like, eh, Rams Bears tonight. Ugh. I would yeah. have been really cool to have Bucks and Raiders first. Yes, but we don't. I'm have I'm with that. you. And I would have moved Bears Rams to nine o'clock since they're playing in L.A. We Perfect. could have gone six and nine. Perfect. That would have been outstanding. Tremendous, Jerry. You should be a schedule maker for the NFL. But I like I'm not. it. Did you see Beckham? It looks like he might be done for the year. Uh, I did see him do like this where he was at- attempting to make a blocker or a tackle or so I don't know what he was doing. I saw him leap in the air, leading with his knee and then landing on it. And now his knee is shot. What's the story well, there? there? were There are reports that say it might be a, um, a serious knee injury that could knock him out for the rest of the year. Is that right? Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. I'm going to keep an eye on that. Later today. We're going to take I'm a quick gonna, break. And you I'm keep an eye on that. Well, matter of fact, why don't you call up your sources in Cleveland? You know the bull and the fox. Adam and the Bull. Adam the Bull. Yes. Why don't you see what your sources say? And maybe on the other side of this break, we'll have an answer for you. Then again, we probably... It's right. It's 517 in the morning. We probably won't. We'll get you to 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo. It's Football Monday here on The Fan. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Alan Jerry, because you can't get enough sports with the other 23 hours in the day. All right, Monday morning, Monday, uh, football Monday here on The Fan. The warm-up show until 6, Boomer and Geo. Then, I mean, we'll talk some Jets, I suppose, but there was a lot more going on, including, by the way, a pretty good World Series game. I don't know who watched it, but uh, I did see the extended highlights, so that's always good, and a lot of football as well. What else, Al? You you mean uh, last night's game, the uh, Clayton Kershaw win? Uh, yes, which or the I think... crazy one the night uh, the day before or two days no, before. No, I mean, I mean that was wild. You know what's so funny about that is when a play like that happens, like Saturday night. And I actually I watched Friday night all of the game. I watched every inning Friday night, which was which was fun. It was fine. And then Saturday night um, was a, I had a very strange day Saturday, but I got home in time, and I did put the TV on on Saturday night. I guess in the seventh inning, and then I was kind of in and out of sleep or whatever. And I woke up and I see it. What's funny is you get a weird, crazy play like that. And then if you look on Twitter, all you see is, I told you baseball's great. Baseball's not boring. What a game. I'll never forget. It's like, oh, my God. People just going crazy over this one play. Yeah, one play. And it was. It was a nutso play. There's no question. You know what's amazing to me? I'm sure you've seen the highlight. I know you don't watch the game, but I'm sure you saw the highlight. The Margot attempted steal last night. It is incredible to me that every angle he looks safe, except for one where he's clearly out. And what a big play in that game that is. The camera can trick your eye, Jerry. This is what I learned. Yeah, I mean, I, it's that's fine. To me, it's more the positioning of the catcher. And it just, he looks like he is safe to me in every angle. And not to mention the fact that the ump, we kill the umpires, they get it right last night and then there's this one angle that shows that they tag him just before he gets his hand in pretty wild and really good awareness by Kershaw as well and I guess the rest of the Dodger team but would have tied the game if I was an ump I would uh I would ask for replay every single time well I don't think you need I did not see it I did it was too close yeah well you give him a lot of credit because he actually he nailed the call so we kill him all the time for bad calls this was pretty good uh, my new favorite storyline in the NFL, Jerry, is uh, what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. Here's what's going on. They They're are a terrible football team. America's team. They They're lost awful. to Washington yesterday. They weren't even competitive again. We, we got to see a quarterback take snaps for the Cowboys named Ben DiNucci. Just like last week. Ben DiNucci. Uh, vicious helmet-to-helmet hit on Andy Dalton by Mr. John Bostick. Ejected ejected. He looked surprised that he was ejected. He's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. He should be suspended, too, for it. But remember, earlier in the week, there were Cowboys, unnamed Cowboys, criticizing uh, Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff, saying they're not ready, they don't know what they're doing. Mike McCarthy then came out, blasted Cowboys players, saying that they did not... um, No response. No response to the hit on Andy Dalton. There should have been some fists flying when Andy Dalton almost had his head taken off. They are a lifeless team right now that looks like they are just going through the motions. I don't... There's nothing else to say. They stopped the... They stopped the Redskins... 
Washington. God. The football team. Jerry, they stopped they Washington on a fourth and goal from, I think, the two on Washington's first drive. And it seemed like there was some energy, whatever. And then on, I think, the second play on offense, Dalton is running for his life, strip sacked, ball ends up in the end zone, Cowboys recover it. It's a safety. Game over. Like, I hate to say that. Game over. Free kick. Washington goes out and scores. It's 9 nothing. Done. Like, you really felt like, and I don't know why, I really felt like they were going to play well yesterday. I, I don't I don't know. It was just a gut feeling. My God. I mean, just atrocious. When Andy Dalton was walking to the sideline, he looked surprised that his head was still attached to his neck. There were a handful of plays yesterday that I don't know how guys get up. That one was one for sure. I don't know who the receiver was. I forget in the Jet game, there was a play, a pass play down the right side that would have been would have went for a first down. Darnold hits his receiver, and you, you did get the flag, and it was, I guess, hitting a defenseless receiver where the kid was hitting to next week. And I'm like, how is he going to get up? He was surrounded by a whole bunch of trainers and doctors. Uh, it happens, I mean, every week, but... I, with the speed and the violence of this game, some of these guys they get up, God bless them, and then are ready to play, keep playing. Right, and then other times where it's something doesn't even look like a big hit, and the guy's got a career-ending injury. It's right. very strange. Torn ACL because the guy's running around. Now, um, Ezekiel Elliott spoke after the game, and he was saying something to the effect of about what Mike McCarthy said about nobody sticking up for Andy Dalton uh, that day. You know, it's it's a touchy subject. If you get into a fight, you get thrown out of the game, and then that's no good for your team. But with the Cowboys, he's even he's even worse for your team. Sucking, yeah. like doing nothing. I can see Zeke Elliott can't get up and punch somebody in the face because they'll get thrown out. But find a lineman that's like you know they don't mediocre. have any healthy ones. <laughs> find someone mediocre who's big and let them punch somebody in the face on the Redskins. You know what this year shows me? Team. This team shows me that the way they tried to build the team. I guess seven, eight, nine years ago, whatever it was, by drafting big-time offensive linemen. And and for a while, they had the best line in football. That was why they were so damn potent on offense. You can give me all the skill receivers and running backs, everything you want. Until you can block, you can't play. And right now, this team, I mean, I don't think Al, I'm not even being funny, I don't think you could name me one offensive lineman on the Cowboys right now. I could not. And think before, if you had Tyron Smith, Lael Collins, you had Travis uh, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, like all these guys you kind of knew if you watched them once in a while because they were there every week. Now, I don't even know who they are anymore. I mean, oh, it's just all. And then defensively, what a disgrace. What an like, absolute disgrace. It seems like every time we talk about bad teams and why teams suck, it oftentimes is the offensive line. I think line. the offensive linemen deserve to be paid so much more than they get paid that it's not – the game is won there. It's both the offensive line. Why did – let's go back to the Super Bowl where the Giants stopped the Patriots from their undefeated season. Why did that happen? Like, why did they win that game? And offensive don't tell me, line. No, 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 no. Defensive line. Defensive line, It was line, the Jerry. one team that could pressure Brady oh, and right. make Smack him uncomfortable. Him That's how you win games. Defensive pressure from the, from the front or from the linebackers, whatever – and your offensive line, you can control a game if your offensive line can block. You can run the ball. You can set big plays up. Al, time out a second. Yeah. Are you saying that the offensive line is important? Stop Seems it with the offensive line. Seems like it. I can't handle, handle it. it. Well, So, so you've come is, around. No, no. I've always thought it was important, but 
you, I just can't take the same calls about it over and over again because it's kind of the offensive line talk is boring. It's better to say your quarterback sucks. It, you, that's you know you're right though. You're a hundred percent right. And and drafting offensive linemen is oh. boring. It doesn't excite you as opposed to drafting the big time potential quarterback. Right. But I'll tell you what drafting the offensive lineman does. It makes you better quicker. Like I can have. How do we know? Let me ask you this. How do we know that Sam Darnold isn't a good quarterback? We do not. We have no idea. We don't know if he's going to be a good quarterback. Yesterday, for instance, he starts 11 of, what did he start, 11 of 13 to start that game? He had time. He was making good throws, good decisions. Everything was working for him. Second half, he's running for his life, and he looked like a kid that should be playing in the Arena Football League. He looked terrible. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. And until teams figure this out, good luck. Now, there was one classy man in the Washington-Dallas game, and that was Mr. Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington football team. He apologized to Mike McCarthy for the hit on Dalton. Good. That's class. He almost killed him. Sorry we almost killed your quarterback. Our bad. Now the Cowboys will have Ben DiNucci at quarterback next week on (laughs) Sunday night football against the Eagles. And I'm just curious, Al, who's going to be the backup? To Ben DiNucci? Yeah. I don't know. Go find Who's one of the guys from Ben squad? and Jerry's. Uh, no, he was the guy. Oh, he was the practice squad. He guy, was so just elevated it. from the practice squad and became the backup. What about this, Jerry? Get Danny White out of the broadcast booth. Holy Get him down there. Suit moly. him up. Put him in shotgun. I got news for you. Someone, someone on uh, social media. I woke up this morning. I wasn't on it yesterday. One guy this morning I saw tweeted at me around six o'clock, and I, I think it was a legit question. And I give him a legit answer. Yes, he wanted to know if Troy Aikman could go and still make a couple of throws. Yes, in a shotgun formation, quick slant passes. Garrett Gilbert, I believe. I mean, you got to be Garrett kidding me. Gilbert. Danucci and Gilbert. Danucci. Oh, this is who I think this is who we're talking about. Now he was ruled out. Like, he couldn't have gotten hurt in practice, did he? Practice. I mean, he's. If you look at the Cowboy depth chart, he's their third quarterback right now, listed as out. Do you think Danucci has to like convince some of his friends that no, seriously, I'm the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? I do, yeah, I do. Unless like, they really? saw him, they, right now they probably think it's are a he, Halloween costume. Now are they are they allowed to tr- uh, to switch out that game and pretend there's coronavirus in it and, make, and move it <laughs> and move it up to a four o'clock hey, game? So this we don't game's have to for first place, Al. <laughs> oh right, big first place showdown in the NFC East. It just it's embarrassing. It Danucci. really is. And then people are like, other people were hitting me on Twitter like, you know, they should tank for uh, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. We're not tank. Don't tank. And you, tra- you got Dak Prescott. Sign the guy. Let's go. But go. Here's you. You want to get rid of someone? Get rid of Zeke and get rid of that contract. Now, when Danucci did first come in, come in, he did throw a nice pass 32 down the sideline. 32 yards to Amari Cooper. And, and, and for a second in my head, I was like, like now every time this happens, you think Tom Brady, like, Danucci's going to make sure Dak Prescott never gets on the field again. Danucci up and down the field. I was hoping for like a big Danucci here's fantasy why, game. Here's why that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And Kevin Ray and Danny White made the point on the Compass Media Broadcasts uh, part of the game. I thought it was pretty funny. It was not funny. It's sad, actually. They said the Cowboys actually need to run out the clock because they don't have another quarterback. <laughs> In case Danucci gets clobbered. They didn't have anybody. Like they were down a boatload. At the very least, at least he can take the snaps and hand off, and he knew the play calls. Yeah. If he goes out, then what? We're going to have C.D. Lamb under center? Yes, he will uh, just uh, direct oh snap run God. it. Oh, my God. And this is where they were yesterday. Like they were, They're were, they down with five minutes to go running the ball. 
It's almost like, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. We're not getting anybody else hurt. And Just let's keep the start over running. next week. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was bad, man. That was, they are, they're boring to watch. That's the other thing we always talk about. It's one thing to be bad. It's even worse to be bad and boring. They are bad and boring. I'm picking up Danucci for my fantasy team. Hey, Danucci. Danucci, you're in. You never know. Hey, listen, no one ever heard, let's be honest, no one ever heard of Tony Romo. Right. Before he was putting out, I think it was a Monday night game against the Giants, I think, if I remember yes. correctly. No one ever, I remember, like, who's this clown from Eastern Illinois? Give me a break. Right. Yeah, Tony Romo, that name makes sense. He's going to be a Cowboy quarterback. Well, you know what he was? Maybe Ben Danucci is the next coming. Out of James Madison. I don't see it. I could Whatever be wrong. That means. I don't see it. We have to take a break. We can get back to our Danucci talk if you'd like on the other side. Danucci. <laughs> yeah, the James Madison are the Dukes. Right now, do you, Jerry, do you think uh, Dallas sports talk is all about, you know what? Like, they'll take a lot of calls. You know what? I think Danucci can do it. No. I, I saw that pass down the sideline. No, I think, I think they're, he's kill- got it. they're killing Jerry Jones today. And they won a championship, mm-hmm. I think, two years ago. Whatever. James the, Madison. Yeah, the year that North Dakota State didn't uh, win it. <laughs> North uh, Dakota State. <laughs> oh God! Or whatever, whoever, wherever uh, you know, Easton Stick and uh, and uh, Carson Wentz played. This portion of the warm-up show is sponsored by your local Mazda dealers. Oh, Every yeah. Mazda CUV comes with a suite of advanced safety features and are available with iActive all-wheel drive, which will give you the confidence to go practically anywhere. Visit your local Mazda dealer for special offers or visit MazdaUSA.com. Warm-up show continues in a moment. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Al and Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long. Actually, we only have 17 minutes and 10 seconds and counting to go, and then we'll get you what? to Boomer and Geo. I know, I feel like you're ready for the second hour now. I feel like yes. 15 minutes was, oh my God, how are we going to fill 15 minutes? And I told you to relax. And then we went from 15 minutes to an hour to where I remember you saying, oh my God, how are we going to fill an hour? And I said, relax, we'll be fine. And now it's like you're ready for two hours. Right, like I could do... I've already pushed back numerous times. I wanted to talk about how IHOP doesn't have um, almond milk, which is so bizarre. I was in IHOP yesterday, Jerry. I said, uh, I asked, I ordered a coffee. I go, uh, do you have almond milk? The waitress laughed in my face. Cool. Like, laughed at me. Nice. What? Just for goat milk, too? No, but that's the way I was treated, as if I asked for goat milk. Almond milk is very popular these days. Very popular. If you're going to be a breakfast place, you have to start stocking almond milk. Well, no offense, but uh, to you or to the restaurant. Yeah. um, I don't necessarily believe their clientele is looking for almond milk. If you (laughs) want to go to almond milk, go find some bougie-ass place in Bradley Beach and go stuff your face there. That was the reaction. And get your little egg white with... You know, chopped uh, pepper and and uh, turkey bacon. Yeah. Meanwhile, and they have turkey bacon. They have egg whites. So you know go, what they? You know what's the really distance. good there? Cheese omelets and potatoes. That's what's awesome. So unhealthier stuff on a stack of pancakes with like and rye toasted butter. Banana. Oh yeah. And Gina could not stop laughing at the way this woman put me in my place. Like she 
I never saw Gina so giddy. In fact, when the woman came back over, Gina goes, you, she was like, she goes, you really put him in your place. And I, you really put him in his place. And I loved it. They acted like I asked for something that was so expensive. It's the same price as regular milk. Sounds like a healthy relationship there. (laughs) (laughs) She, She had a great time for herself mocking me. Yesterday, though, Jerry, Scott Hansen, the man who does the Red Zone channel that I see. Was the other guy back, by the way? I think he was back, okay. the guy with the big ears. <laughs> yes. Andrew Siciliano or something. They could, you know, you could do, what was, the, what's the Christmas year? The Abominable Snowman? Bon, what the hell? How do you say it? Abominable I, Snowman? Yeah. What's the, what's the Christmas? Baby New one? Year. Is that what it is? Yeah, Baby New Year has the large ears. You could do that and make him the Baby New Year. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Jeff Passan also big ears. Is this large true? Ears? Yeah. Wasn't aware. Anyway, go ahead about Hanson. <laughs> Hanson was so excited. I never like this guy loves his job. No doubt about it. I would lo- listen. I think that's a great job, especially he, the last ten to fifteen minutes of the one o'clock games yesterday. If you can't get into that, like that Falcon Lion finish was ridiculous. Right. Steelers Titans absolutely ridiculous. Browns Bengals. I mean, you really think about those last 5, 10, 15 minutes, awesome. And, Al, did you pick up on this when uh, Gronk caught a TD and and the Brady-Gronk TD number passed, I forget. Young or, and Rice. Or tied them or whatever it was. I think it and he them. said that the only person ahead of them is Manning to Harrison, my old teammate at Syracuse. Yes, he did uh, say that. Which, like, I didn't know that guy played. Me neither. Did he say teammate or my old classmate at Syracuse? He, he said teammate. Mm, Scott Hansen. Who knew? He did play, or at least he was on the roster, right? Perhaps. He was a kicker. Let's see. Scott Hansen, Syracuse, you said? Syracuse, yeah. That's where Harrison went, yeah. So he was so excited. He calls it, Jerry. They call the, when we go into the fourth quarter, the witching hour. He was the defensive scout team player of the year in 1991. Whoa. So he was on that team. He was probably, he had probably had to, uh, Jack up uh, uh, Marvin Harrison a couple times in practice to get him ready for the games, and he probably got into a game when they Boom. opened with like Niagara or something. He was like Rudy, but Syracuse team. You're Scott two Hansen. years older than him, Al. I am two years older than him. Al. Yeah, Scott Hansen's forty nine. Scott Hansen was the local uh, ABC TV reporter in Tampa when I worked there. Boy, every it's almost like the Kevin Bacon of uh, of sports. It's like yeah. Tampa. Tampa was a hotbed for sports people. Amazing. Scott Hansen was there. But, yeah, he is so excited. The witching hour where games are won and lost, Jerry. So true. We go Octobox. Yeah, uh, Marion actually commented it's like how excited he was. His voice was cracking all yes. over the place. <laughs> he can't, it's fun he stuff. Can't cont- yeah, he cannot contain himself. When they go to him, like when every – and I like his disgust at commercials, like when they go to a commercial oh. and, and, and they actually – the Red Zone channel has it on the screen for like two seconds. He goes, we don't do commercials here. Mm, and yeah. then there was one where he was, we'll save you from that political – commercial it was a 60 <laughs> minutes promo <laughs> but yeah a bunch of uh, fun endings there including as you said jerry the the uh, lions falcons game which was identical in a way to indiana penn state saturday so i don't know if you saw any of that they had a similar thing where they needed to so, not score a touchdown yeah so penn state's ahead all they have to do because indiana only had one timeout left i think with around two minutes to go all they had to do, because they were winning by one already, it was 21-20 Penn State. And if they just take a knee, the game's essentially over after the next play. 
and they run the football, and the kid runs it into the end zone. And you could see right as he got to the one-yard line, I'm sure they were yelling at him from the sideline to stop, but he didn't. He goes into the end zone, makes it 28-20. Now, Indiana, again, I saw parts of this, couldn't do anything offensively in the fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, they go down and they score. Now they have a chance. They score. They get the two-point conversion. They tie it, go to overtime, and win it by going for two instead of taking instead of going for the tie. And so very similar in a way with the Falcons and the Lions because Gurley tries to stop himself because he clearly lost his mind for a moment, was instructed, according to uh, Raheem Morris, not to score, that all he had to do was stop at the one. They could have taken a a knee, called a timeout, kicked the game-winning field goal from you know a 20-yard field goal, a chip shot, game's over. Instead, he scores, and then you get the Lions right down the field, score, kick kick a 48-yard extra point, and win. And Penn State didn't even have to kick the field goal. They were already ahead. I said they were winning 21-20. The game was over. It was tremendous. And the the actual two-point conversion in overtime, did you see the replay of that? I still don't think it was good. Uh, I really don't. I I agree. You know what? It was so close. Yeah, but the ball is coming out of his hand. Knee looks like it's. I thought there were, in my from what I saw, I saw at least two things that I would have said no good. See, I thought the ball actually went out and hit the white line before might have plane too. But I also thought it was coming out of his hand. But whatever, they they, they kept it and they won. And Penn State deserved to lose because they screwed it up. Brutal loss. Yes, Penn. I completely agree. So hmm. pretty wild. But that that Falcon Lion game, very very similar. Yeah, if I'm Todd Gurley after the game, I go, well, why don't you go ask the defense why they let uh, the not Lions wrong. go right down See, the that, field? You're not wrong about that either. And I don't know what the kick – I don't even know where it let, where Detroit started that drive because there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of time left. There was about no, a they, minute. They, they, they started, I think, like it, 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 their own 20 or 30. So there was not a big return. I wasn't no. sure of that. No, there was a, a nice uh, long pass to the middle of the field but by Stafford. It also goes to show in a lot of cases and in a lot of these games – it's like you get to the final two minutes of a half, and it's like the defense just gives up chunks of yards, and they stop playing the way they play. And and then also, if you're a Giant fan, it drives you nuts because I'll go back to the Giant-Eagle game from Thursday night. As bad as it was the way they gave up the lead, they still had the ball with 40 seconds to go and a timeout. All they needed were two throws, and they could have won the game with a field goal, and yet they couldn't do anything. You know why? Because Daniel Jones got his clock cleaned. And the, another guy I feel bad for after watching yesterday's game is uh, Steven Gostkowski. You feel bad? Why do you feel bad for him? I feel bad because he should have retired. He doesn't have to deal with this nonsense. The guy was a legendary kicker in the NFL. Now yesterday he misses wide right with 19 seconds to play, and the Titans lose. And now like he's he's had not great kicks this year. Well, that's going to be his reputation. Actually, now. that's not true. Week well, one, he was terrible. There's terrible. No, right. Terrible. But he, if you look... Oh. Since then, he's been, I think he's been perfect or close to oh, until yesterday. And even in week one, he won the game. Right, but he missed three kicks, yes, I believe, in week one. That having been said, here's why, just for the record $3 million. What's $3 million? That's His what he's salary this year. Oh. Like, why would you not? Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger couldn't even believe it. They showed him on the sideline. He was stunned. Which is interesting. I know we got to take a break. It's interesting he was stunned. Because it wasn't like he missed a 25 yard. It was 45 right. yards. It wasn't like it was a little chip shot. And he probably might have been more stunned because a couple of plays prior, Tennessee almost won the game. You know, Tannehill almost gets that game winning throw down the right side into the back of the end zone. It's just uh, falls incomplete. So they had a chance to lose. 
then go to overtime, and at the end of the day, they survive and almost blow a 27-7 lead, but don't, but mm. still win. We have to take uh, one final mm-hmm. break, and then Al will uh, wrap up. What do you want to come back with? Sports. <laughs> That's actually very unlike you. So Al's sports take next, right now, a Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence, Brady Belichick. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFA. All right, Boomer and Geo coming up in just a moment. Uh, Dodgers won, Jets lost, Cardinals won. Real quick, Al, because I, I saw something that I thought was one of the best tweets you ever had, and I see you did the IHOP thing. I didn't realize you did that yesterday, too, but forget that. Your tweet yesterday, <laughs> quote, so weird. I haven't seen any reminders anywhere about voting. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. You can't get on social media, vote, don't forget to vote. Then on the NFL games, in it's the on corner. It's on the turnpike, Al. <laughs> on, the, on the corner of the screen, vote, 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 vote. I thought it was one of the funnier things I've seen in a long time. <laughs> there also seems to be this assumption that if you're not registered to vote, that you are going to vote Democrat. And I don't know why that is. Why is this people, true? Yeah, that because the people that are urging... It's Football to, Monday oh. on the Fan, and oh. we're talking Jets, Bills, and all of the weekend's biggest games.